0: Read Acts chapter 3, I think verses 1 to 9, and we spend a good time understanding or characterizing or describing the man who received the healing from God. Today, again, I just wanted to go over the same passage again, but not too much worry about the man the lame man who got healed but today we spend some time to characterize the way Peter and John were ministering to that lame man let's read from Acts chapter 3 verses 1 to 9 now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms for those who entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. We see an instance or an incident that took place as Peter and John started ministering to this lame man. It was true that man was having a great expectation and we found out even though he was expecting for the ordinary, But God blessed him with extraordinary as he was cooperating with Peter and John That's where we see the miracle was performed But the miracle did not happen through anyone else other than Peter and John Bible clearly says as Peter and John were walking into the temple They saw the man and that's the time the miracle happened so I just wanted to turn your attention towards Peter and John today what was so significant about Peter and John in this particular context of Acts chapter 3 there are three things probably I'd like like to share about Peter and John this morning first of all let's read verse 1 now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. The, the significant fact there is Peter and John went to the temple. The ninth hour is probably interpreted. sixth hour being the twelve o'clock, uh, ninth hour maybe around three o'clock. it may be an afternoon service. But Peter and John, the fact there is Peter and John, they went to the temple for me it shows their personal commitment their personal commitment all that we are trying to understand today what made that miracle to happen for that man of course the man was just ready there to receive that miracle but then there was a need of um, you know men of God ministering to that man and that's where we see Peter and John and first of all Peter and John they heard a Personal commitment towards the Lord and it says Peter and John went up together that shows there is oneness they were just together that then Peter didn't go first and John Followed him. No, they were just went together. If you remember Peter and John then they were when they were running towards the tomb They were not together right so one outran the other one and then he went to went first into the tomb and then the second But here Bible puts it saying that they were just going together. It shows oneness Bible says when two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of you When two are in agreement you know, there is something significant about it. Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 says, Matthew 18:19. again I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Jesus himself he spoke this word if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask you know that is the difficult part today that is the difficult part. Even in families, it is very difficult to two of us come together in agreement and asking God to move. And what God says, when two of us are in agreement, then it will be done by our Father in heaven. Peter and John, they were just going together into the temple. You know, today sometimes people say, people argue about saying that, why should we go to the temple of God? Why should we go to the church? We can even pray at home because God said there is a time that you can worship me everywhere wherever you are. People may even say that you know it's, it's, it's good for me to worship alone. I just want to spend time quietly with the Lord. People come out with different ideas about you know going to church today but then there is something significant something that is important about we getting together there is something you know important significant about when we cry out to the Lord together in oneness because word of God always recommends encourages us to be together as to be together together worshipping so Peter and John they were just going, getting into the temple together and they were not going to anywhere else they were going to the temple that's what the word of God says, it's a house of prayer. Or it may be a common place where people of God assemble together. That's what is the temple of God. And when they, when are they going? They are just going exactly at the hour of prayer. At the hour of prayer, you know, it's not even that just you know, it's not even that saying that I can just go to the temple and pray whenever I feel like. No, it is not. They were just going exactly at the hour of prayer. That. Putting all this together, it tells me that assembling of saints is important. Hebrew 1025, what of God says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Hebrews 10 25. Hebrews 10 25 think of today morning if we are all together, not together in this place you know we would not have received such a good word from the Lord this morning encouraging word and the, the, to lead the mind of God you know that's how God shares exhorting one another that, that's how God speaks speaks to us it is important that we need to get together it, it was their personal commitment you know how do we go to a church go to the church it comes out of our personal commitment to the Lord not because the pastor keeps on telling uh, you know again and again. You know someone said the other day, okay it is his job. He will keep telling that. Right? <laughs> that, that's true. We keep telling that. We keep telling that every time. We, we want to encourage. Come to the church. Don't go to the work. Come to the church on Sunday morning. We, we need to tell that. But then it becomes our personal commitment to come to the church. The way we are committed to our work, the way we are committed to our life at home, the way we need to commit ourselves to, to to do the work of God or to come and assemble in the church. You know, we see Peter and John, they were having such a great commitment in their life to worship, you know, come and worship God. You know, they would have been busy all the day. Preaching the word of God in the previous chapter we see they were just going on, preaching on and on and there were three thousand God added to the church. So I'm sure they must be tired and you know all the things going on in their lives. But then they had such a great commitment. I think that's what I can learn from their lives. And they were men of commitment. Secondly verse 4 and 5 says. Verse 4 says, And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. They were not just going into the temple, avoiding the crowd, avoiding everyone around them. They just took time and fixing his eyes on him with John. So it looks like both of them fixed their eyes on the one who is crying there. And they said, Look at us. Verse 5. So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. It tells me today when they gained their attention, his attention, the same way they took time to fix their eyes upon him. That tells me their availability. Their availability. First of all it, it was Peter's and John's personal commitment to the Lord. Secondly we see their availability there. You know today getting the attention of someone is very very difficult. You know have you seen that even when two of us discuss, the other person you know he appeared to be listening but he may not be listening. You go on and on and talking to him but then he may be thinking something else. It appears outwardly they, they may be listening. I mean I do that. Then you know then uh, uh, especially when we both start together you know it's, uh, some discussion when it comes up. Sometime you know something we, we may feel that it's not important or we try to avoid that we may not listen but for somebody else it may appear that we are listening. But getting somebody's attention is very difficult even today in this world. People are so busy, you know, they don't have time to listen to us. But they will listen to us only when we take time to look into their lives. Peter and John here, they just took time, probably they just stood still. And they looked, they fixed their eyes on him. And then they started speaking. That way they just grabbed his attention. They were available to the man, the lame man. You know, sometime when we do that, when we try to lead somebody in Christ, when we want to share the gospel with someone else, you know, we we have some kind of, you know, kind of fast, fast food mentality. We just want to share and then, you know, we want to keep moving. Right? We want to keep moving. We will never come back to visit them. We will never come back to check with them what's going on really in their lives. But Peter and John, they were not like that. They were just ready there. They were available you know sometimes we don't even get into such situation thinking that maybe it may be personal right why should i poke my nose into their lives and we may just tell and share and then we may walk away but then peter and john they were just something different there they just stood there they were just looking into the need that he has in his life you know today as a church God expects us to look into the lives of individuals around us and Peter and John are telling us today if you want something to happen in somebody's life you need to have your eyes fixed on them you need to have your eyes fixed on them we need to look at their problem You know if they would have walked just like that probably they would not have understand you know uh, they would not have understood what trouble he has in his life they took time they were available to look into his issue and then they realized it was not just money it was healing you know if probably peter and john would have just behaved like any other uh, men and women getting into the temple they would have just given him some alms, they would have given some money to him and they would have walked. But since they took time to fix fix their eyes and to look into his life they came to know the real need. It tells me today, even when we are more available, when we spend more time with someone's life and when we analyze their lives, that time only we will find the real need of their lives. That way we will be able to to minister to them, those individuals. The world today is looking for somebody who is available for them. You know, as a church, we have a major role today. Peter and John, they are telling us very clearly you need to, we need to make ourselves available you know today if we take just you know take a time to analyze our lives our time is needed by everybody our spouses need our time, our children needs our time our children are in need of our time, our those who are working, our employer needs our time Sometimes we need to study Our study needs our time church needs our time you know now we need time for ourselves you know to do things of the personal stuff that we need to do we need time for everything in our lives now in the midst of all this God is expecting us to spend our time for somebody else out there how is it possible how is it possible Our time is just divided into many already, many pieces. Now in the midst of all this, God as a church is expecting us to do something outside of our group. And to go and look into somebody's life and find out the real need in someone's life. It is a challenging that God is calling us to handle it. In the midst of all those things, you know, God expects us to take time for Him and for others. And God, what He is telling us this morning is: Are you available? Are we available the way Peter and John were available? That doesn't mean that you know he's asking us to leave everything and to go and give time only for others. He is asking us to care for them the way we care ourselves. He is asking us to love them the way we love ourselves. That's what God said. It is your it is the commandment of God saying that you love me with all your heart and mind and you know, all your strength. But as you love yourself, you love your neighbor. That means God God is expecting us to give that care that we take care of our lives and extend that care to somebody else's life. You know that requires sacrifice that requires sacrifice someone was talking about sacrifices today that requires sacrifice we need to go extra mile to get the attention of somebody who is in need out there and today morning God is talking to us to do the, to get into the drum of where we can sacrifice our lives to meet somebody's need out there God wants us to be available for people you know in fact The one part of intercession is being available for somebody else. You know we can pray about our own needs. But the moment we take others need into your shoulder and start praying for them. It means you are making your time available. As intercessors, as prayer warriors. You know God is calling us to be available for someone else. Peter and John. They were walking together. They had such a great personal commitment. And they had such a you know great time of sacrifice or time of being available for somebody else thirdly verse 6 says then Peter said silver and gold I do not have but what I do have I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk all that that stands out as I read this is the word of faith there it's a word of encouragement And it also tells me, we can give only what we have. We cannot give what we don't have. Peter and John, they were very clear. I, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. It is very clear, very true, we cannot try to give, we cannot give what we don't have, but we can give what we have. You know today God is using different individuals, or different ministers and ministries in different ways. And I just want you to look around. Some of us, some of the ministries or ministers are used in healing ministry, some are not. Some are used in deliverance ministry, some are not. Some ministers or some group operate under the anointing. Some operate only with the word and by faith. And some of them are not. Some of them always give importance to the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Some of them just read the word and just go by faith. You know we see different things around us. But the bottom line is... We see, as we see here, we cannot give what we do we don't have. You know some of us at times we are satisfied with silver and gold. They are good, they are precious. But as children of God, I don't think God is expecting us with, to settle down with the silver and gold. God has given much more than that what Peter and John they were having Silver and gold are good to have they are precious But then Peter and John they were having much greater than what silver and gold can do That is a power in the name of the Lord That is the power in the name of the Lord You know I just plainly see Peter applying the authority that Jesus gave to the disciples in Mark 16-17 Mark 16:17. word of God says and these signs will follow those who believe in my name they will cast out demons they will speak with new tongues they will take up serpents and if they drink anything that deadly it will by no means hurt them they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover they found these things what Jesus told the authority that Jesus gave are much precious than silver and gold I do see the the difference in various ministries. It's exactly this. Some of us think that the silver and gold are precious. Yes, certainly they are precious. There are many things can be done with silver and gold. But then God has given much more precious than silver and gold. That's what Peter and John, they are utilizing there. You know, God wants us to go for this as a church we may have different opinions about it but then as we read the word of God especially this passage tells me clearly we as a church should not get settled down with silver and gold as Peter and John you know uh, when they walked out of the upper room after receiving the anointing, they were just carrying that flame in their lives. they were just carrying that fire in their lives they Peter and Peter just went and preached the word of God and word of God says in the previous chapter 3,000 got added I don't think 3,000 get added by giving silver and gold you know what I mean saying silver and gold anything that is lesser you know precious lesser important than the name using the name of Jesus power in the name of Jesus. Today morning we heard about the power in the name of Jesus. Anything lesser than that as a church, I don't think we need to settle down. As Peter and John, they were carrying the precious anointing in their lives. And moving forward as they ministered to the 3000 souls. But now... They are entering into the temple of God and God's anointing was resting upon them and they were utilizing the name of Jesus and that's where we see the miracle. I don't think we are different from Peter and John in that respect. God has anointed us and God wants us to move us, move forward in that anointing. In that anointing there is nothing wrong you know, in moving forward because in fact that's what is the command in Mark 16:17 says. That's what exactly God wants us to do and God will today even, prove his word with signs and wonders. If God has anointed us with the Holy Spirit, let's get on to the overflowing experience. You know when miracles will take place? When the anointing overflows from our lives. As long as we contain, we try to keep the anointing within our lives, it will do something great and good in our lives, but then it will not be beneficial for somebody else and god is asking us to move forward to in operation of the nine gifts of the holy spirit We need to long for those gifts of the Holy Spirit as we move forward, as we wait upon the Lord, as we fast and pray and wait upon the Lord, that anointing will overflow in our lives as it was happening for Peter and John. And as the anointing overflows, that's where we see the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit coming into operation in our lives. So let's, the message here is let's not settle down for silver and gold. God wants us to take the name, the authority that is in the name of Jesus to go out. And minister. As Peter uses the gift, probably the gift of faith is in operation there and it comes along with the gift of healing. The words which were spoken there and the way the miracle is taking place, it's both the gifts operating together. God exactly wants to use our church in that way. You know, there are people out there, um, when we were in the pastors' conference, you know, there was somebody asking, Uh, the, the, The need what is the prayer need what is the concern so I was sharing them there are people out there You know they we need to serve them, and there are people out there. They are looking for miracles They are looking for signs Maybe that sign will trigger their first faith in Jesus Christ so that we can bring them to serve them to minister to them the word You know God is expecting us to move in that direction people out there the world out there They are looking for our availability, and they are looking for the word of faith the, the gift of faith to be spoken into their lives and there will be healing in the, in the name and authority of Lord Jesus Christ finally verse 7 says and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength fourthly we see faith in action Faith in action. We saw about their commitment. We saw about their availability. We saw they were speaking the word of faith. In fact the gift of faith is in operation. Now we see the faith in action. Verse 7 says they just didn't speak. Peter didn't just say that arise in the name of Lord Jesus Christ and walk he did something else there he just took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and angle bones received strength we see action there just followed by the faith they had in the Lord James 2:17. so familiar scripture says faith thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead faith without action faith without work is dead so here we see Peter and John they are playing their faith and we see their action the way they are moving forward to lift him up and as they lifted him up we see strength coming into his body the words that Peter spoke did not heal that man in this context the words that he spoke even though it encouraged him even though it probably put a faith in his life but then the healing is not taking place healing is taking place when he lifted him up with his hand when faith is put into work that's the time we see healing taking place you know in many situation it's not enough we share the gospel with someone we should be able to pull them out of the bondage We should be able to pull them out of the bondage. You know that's why we need the power in the name of the Lord. If Peter would have just spoken the word and moved. And the lame man would have been sitting there even as they when they come out. He would not have got healed. And the moment Peter realized that he is just moving forward in action. And that's where we see the miracle happening. We are needed by people in every step It's not just going and sharing the gospel alone We are in need for people every step to walk them to the Lord and to bring them and to nurture them Every moment people are in need of our lives and God expects our church to commit our lives to be available for them to go out and serve them We need to tell the word of faith and pull them out of the bondage I'll read for two scriptures before we close. Isaiah 40:31. Isaiah 40:31. I don't know how we understood the scripture, but this is how I understand the scripture. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We use this scripture to wait upon the Lord. But if you read that scripture in a proper way, it tells me they were waiting upon the Lord to receive their strength. And what did they do after that? They mount up with wings like eagles. And then they ran. They walked. They were not just sitting here and waiting, 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 waiting. You know, that's what God wants us to do. It's true Peter and John they were waiting in the upper room But now it's no more time to wait They would have continuously waited in the upper room You know for a long time You know always this conflict comes right? Martha, Mary conflict Right Waiting upon the Lord And moving ahead Do things for God And this that's what the scripture says It's good to wait upon the Lord But once you receive the strength If you still sit there It's like eating, taking more and more vitamins. It will have side effects then, right? So we cannot have more and more strength. But we need to exercise that strength the Lord is giving us. You know, that's what the word of God says. Just go out and be of help to somebody. Go out and share the gospel. Go out and preach the gospel. In Exodus 14, there is a similar instance there. Moses told the children of Israel, before they stand in the Red Sea, be still, be still. Be still, stand still. That's the instruction given by Moses, Exodus um, chapter 14, in verse 13. Be still. But then, in verse 15, he received the word from the Lord. The Lord is telling, go forward. You know, there is a time to be still, and then there is a time to move forward. Peter and John, they were just putting faith in action in action but then you know little later we we, we come to know or you know most of the time we realize they were all still trying to be in Jerusalem They they don't want to go out and some of us believe and the scholars believe that that's the reason persecution came to that place and then that scattered everybody eventually God wants us to be available and God wants us to you know serve him and minister to others as the life around us in need of us so before we conclude, if we can summarize today what we learned from the life of Peter and John. You know, they had a personal commitment to the Lord. They were available to the Lord. They had a word of faith which they have received when they were waiting upon the Lord in the upper room. And the gifts of Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit were in operation in their lives. And we see faith in action in their lives. And God is expecting us today to have such a life. You know, when we start living up to this expectation, not to the expectation of silver and gold, but to the expectation of using the authority in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, we will see lives will be touched. We will see lives will be impacted for the Lord. Amen.